Drive down the right field line. That one hit for the corner, and that ball's out of here. And the Red Sox go back to back as JD stays red hot. Fly ball, well hit right field deep. Santander, and there's another one into the stands for JD Martinez. His second home run today and his fourth of the season. And the 0 2 pitch. Another drive. Oh, no. Out to center. Back it goes. That's a home run. J.D. Martinez with his third home run today. Oh, man. There is hot. And then there is J.D. Martinez right now. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Download the BetQL app today. Use our promo code DAILY, 20% off any subscription for you. BetQL helps you beat the sports books. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types, from the first-time bettors to hardcore, make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. Promo code DAILY, 20% off any subscription. We'll check in with our guy Vic Chalksy for Detroit Lightning Bets. Uh, find out what he's thinking for tonight. We're going to take a quick dive into the MLB card. Really looking forward to it. We get a larger sample size, Horvat. I think we better get a better grasp of what these teams are in only one afternoon game. So if people are listening later on via the podcast, um, not much of the stuff is going to be old for them with all the games under the lights. And I, you know, now that we're a couple weeks into the season, heading into uh, mid-April, feels like that's going to be more of the norm, right? More, more evening games with the weather supposedly warming up. Yeah, supposedly. In fact, I'm thinking about going to my first game in two years tonight. And uh, you get the Brewers and the Cubs. I uh, I was half joking with my wife, and I said, hey, if you want to see Chris Bryant in a Cubs jersey, this might be your last opportunity, one of your last chances. That's not a joke. That's They're reality. I, I No, I mean, I'm serious. They are bad right now. They cannot score runs. I think they're going to blow it up here soon as much as possible, whether that's Wilson Contreras getting moved, Chris Bryant. So I'm excited to get out to the ballpark. But, yeah, we got one game today, only one game coming in off. the afternoon. We had yes. way too much. Now we only get one game. And, of course, I had to bet it. If if, <laughs> if you go, I, I'd love to uh, get a report when you're back with us on Wednesday. Uh, before we go all baseball here, quick question, because we just finished up our first major of the golf season. Now the second major, remember, it's in May, PGA Championship. Everything's back on schedule. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, are you going to start to collect some numbers? When you see guys, when you see numbers that are off before they really get bet into the week before the PGA Championship, when most betters wait, like, I don't know, points bet right now, Zalatoris is still 50 to 1. Yeah. That's what how, I'm how, dude, can, can you break him in half? That's the question. He He's like, like 86 pounds. And he legitimately looks like that kid from Happy Gilmore, his caddy. Like, did, you, first, did like, you see? Did you see he tweeted it out? Adam Sandler? Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. And I was like, ah, yeah, kind of. I see it. No, he legitimately looks just like that kid. What is he, 24 years old? I'm, I mean, 50 to 1 right now, you said? 50 to 1. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be looking at that. And then maybe some guys that struggled this weekend. Not now, not guys like Rory. Rory, I'm staying away from. But what about DJ? Maybe J, not that JT really struggled, but it wasn't what I was expecting from him. Maybe John Rahm. Take a look at some guys like that. Now, what what are your thoughts on Spieth the rest of the way? Because you're not going to get the same numbers, the same value, obviously, that you were two years ago when he was struggling. Are you going to be playing more Spieth? Because he looked damn good this weekend. Depends on the number, but 
he was striking it. He was striking it. I, I kept waiting because of the knowledge of the greens. I kept waiting for all those putts to start falling, and they never did. And then in the end, um, when when you look at the final tally, there he is. He was top three, top three, tied with Shelfley somehow. Man, did he look good. I, I feel for you if you it was the right process. If you had those 50, 60 to 1 tickets, great call. You end up getting nothing unless yep. you did some live stuff in tournament, but it was uh, the right approach and speed. He had a great weekend at the Masters. I mean, and then next year we're going to look at him like, well, there's there's speed. Another three, top three. He's going to win next year, and maybe it will be his time. Yeah, I mean, and that and that's kind of what sucks when you have money tied up into this tournament and you, you don't back your guys or, or you miss out on speed because like if I was going to play him, I missed the value months ago. I wasn't going to play him this weekend. And even though I wanted him to win, I wanted him to be in contention. I'm almost rooting against them, like on some of those putts. Yeah. You're rooting for him to go in, into the water because you're like, if he does, like I spent two years back in this guy and now all of a sudden he's going to win the Masters and somebody's going to hit a 50 to one or an 80 to one or whatever the hell he was even. Uh, that, that that was the problem this weekend is like, I'm almost rooting against some of the guys like Zalatoris. Like that would have been a great story. His first tournament ever, his first Masters and he wins. Yeah. The, but no, I couldn't do it, man, because I'm selfish, obviously, with my money. Yeah, see what betting does to us. Like, yeah, I love I love the Masters. And throughout much of yesterday, because I didn't have one of the top guys as an outright Ed Rom, but he was never really going to win. I was just like, eh, this leaderboard sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's no great superstars up there. I was just like, eh, okay, cool. I'm winning my bets for today. Fine. But I'm not going to get excited about the uh, winner of the green jacket this year. Right. And here's this guy that's trying to like realize his dream that he's had since he was five years old, trying to represent his country. And I'm just like, eh wish i made 14 1500 bucks off this you know and then the worst is like when i get really greedy and selfish is when you're on social media and you just see like somebody with their ticket and you're like damn it that could have been me and then the worst is like some of these at like like you'll see like this person parlayed uh matsuyama to win uh the pirates to win the and there's like now whatever yeah. and you're like oh show me their losses show me their 80 losses from yesterday too why don't yeah, you do yeah. that one time yeah, they're I not going to do that. Game this Saturday, somebody hit a fourteen leg parlay. Man, brutal. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't get excited about those now. However, if you're correlating them and you could see the strategy behind it, something that makes a lot of sense, like a three legger, four leg. Like, okay, I could I could buy into that a little bit. But when you see these dart throws of like 15, 20 different things thrown together, I'm like, get out of here with that. That yeah. that they do that every day or they do that every weekend, and most of the time they're just burning money. Mm -hmm. So, and then people are going to try and copy like, oh, I'm going to do that. And then they end up losing a lot of money and then they get out of sports betting. Right. Yeah. The worst is like, if I'll do, I'll do like a segment on a Friday in the, what's your top four picks is what our afternoon show. And I'll be like, okay, I'll give you four and I'll go three and one. And then you'll always get the person on social media. That's like oh, all four of these, you loser. And it's like, I never told you to do that, man. I'm You're the idiot. Do. You're the idiot. Uh, that's right, Horvat. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. We're here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, let's go over today's MLB card. One afternoon game, as we mentioned. Let's knock that one out since we're going in chronological order. It is Boston at Minnesota. The Red Sox have won six consecutive games. Twins over at points bet, minus 151 favorites. The uh, Bo Sox are plus 139 dogs. A pair of southpaws here. Martin Perez going for Boston. 
Jay Happ going for Minnesota. All right. Here's how I'm looking at this one, Horvat. Boston, they stink against lefties. They they have for the last couple of years. Uh, Perez is terrible against Minnesota. Minnesota's pretty good against lefties. Over the over the last year, they're sixth in OPS, seventh in weighted runs created plus. Uh, Cruz has smashed Perez, Perez hitting three homers. And Bogart's endeavors have had a lot of issues against Hap. Bogarts in 47 at bats hitting 170 and on base of 235. Devers, he's hitting 172 and on base of only 200. Everything points to the Minnesota side, doesn't it? It does. And I played the Minnesota side and I wanted to get your opinion on back in favorites in, in Major League Baseball because I played a lot of favorites this weekend. And your problem is obviously the juice. Like I said, I'm staying away from the run line. You could back four favorites today and you could go three and one and still look at how much profit just because. You know, do I want to lay the minus 140, 151 now with the Twins? But you brought it up, man. Perez has been terrible against Minnesota in his career. 0-3 record, ERA, 491. And again, like, look what he's did this year as well. Look what he did last year. 12 starts, 3-5 and five record, ERA nearly at 5. This season already allowed three earned runs and five innings uh, last Tuesday over the Rays. Still in yeah. this, you like the under, which we'll get into. But I want I played the Twins. And I played him because of Hap. He's 13-4 and four in his career against Boston. That's 26 career starts. That's a big sample size right there. And his ERA is 279. So he owns. And also, like... You did like, money line, right? Yeah, on the money line. I'm not touching the run line. Because Boston right now is obviously playing some damn good baseball. What have they won? Six games in a row. You brought up Perez's, like, his struggles. Also, stupid, or stupid trend, but... On five days of rest, he's 0-5 in his last five starts with five days of rest. I'm all over the Twins here, especially because they yeah. had a disappointing weekend. And right now, I don't want to believe in Boston, but they're 6-3. and three. They're in first place in the AL East. That's not going to be the case this year. But also, like, look what they're doing offensively. Also, look who they've played. But they have a 283 team batting average. They're second in the league. They're scoring six runs per game. They're allowing four runs per game. So why do I like the under in this game? Especially if you look at the weather right now. Um, now, right now, there's a 25% chance of rain is what I'm seeing. You know, it's going to be wet. It's going to be 43 degrees. And and the winds are blowing out to the right center. Still, I want to play the under. I, I don't believe in Boston's offense. They're not going to continue to score seven runs a game. Don't, don't you think Minnesota could hit that total by themselves? See, that's what concerns me a little bit. So what's... No. So first, how about, how about this? How about um, what do you think of the Minnesota team total of five? Is that too much? I th man, I think so. Yeah, because because I'm leaning the under here. Okay, but also Reds, we can go Red Sox under four. I kind of like that. Although, man, like I said, they're averaging six runs per game right now, and all weekend long I was on their unders. Same total every single game, nine and a half. You know. Yesterday, I even bought a 10 minus 120 just because I, I think like, Minnesota is a play, though. I keep fading their offense. It is a play. Okay. Yeah. Cause I like that. I mean, obviously juiced up, but like I said, Hap has the long proven track record of success against Boston. So I'm buying the pitcher here and I'm buying the twins to get right here. Hopefully the bats come alive. I, I think Minnesota is the play here. Again, this is the early game. So if you're going back, you're listening to the podcast, it'll be well over. But I, I do like the twins today. All right, let's squeeze in San Diego and Pittsburgh. I don't have a ton on this one. It's a Darvish-Trevor Cahill pitching matchup. Darvish, 
phenomenal against Pittsburgh. His time in Chicago, obviously, he he went against the Pirates a whole bunch. Against Pittsburgh, has a one one three FIP. They're not even hitting a hundred against him, and he has a thirty seven percent K rate, minus two twenty two. The pods on the money line, uh, Pirates plus two oh three dogs. A total of eight. San Diego eight and two on unders this year. I'm not really interested in anything. How about you, Horvat? Well, same here, but all of a sudden the Pirates have the best lineup in the National League if you watch the series against the Cubs this past week. They played the Cubs six times already this year. Yeah. Yeah, and the Cubs absolutely stink. We're going to continue to go over this MLB card and uh, tell you about the sides, the totals that we really like. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. You've got BetQL Daily. Keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network. Ground ball to shortstop. Kim will go to first. The San Diego Padres get their first no-hitter in the history of the franchise. And it belongs to San Diego's own Joe Musgrove, sending the Friar faithful into a frenzy. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. We continue to go over the MLB card for today. Welcome into BetQL Daily. Make sure you are following us on Twitter. Download the free Odyssey app to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast. If you're using iTunes, don't forget to leave us five stars and a review over there. Uh, Horvat, remember when um, no hitters were a thing? Yeah. It's like... If, if you weren't paying close attention over the weekend, you'd even know that highlight occurred. Right, exactly. No hitters, man. Triple doubles in the NBA. It's like I used to get really excited, especially no hitters, though. Do and kids – okay, but we used to when we were kids. Do kids now get excited about it and we're just missing out because we've seen so many at this stage in our lives? No, they don't care. Nobody cares. Okay. <laughs> if I may, I still get really excited for no hitters. Like, Do you? Anytime, anytime I get the notification, like on the MLB app, I immediately, cause I have MLB TV too. So even if I'm out and I'm just like walking around, I immediately throw that on my phone. Like I, I get stoked for no hitters. Jake, is it different when the name of the pitcher is Joe Musgrove? I had, I was really excited about Musgrove coming in, but anyone and anytime, if it, okay. even if it's a no, no name, like I would love to see another Philip Umber, like perfect game that, that, oh, cause God. that would be hilarious to me. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Who threw one for the Cubs last year? Alec Mills. Alec Mills. Thank you. On a yeah. Sunday. Right. Yeah. See, see the people in Mo, like when I do the, the show in Milwaukee, everybody just wants one brewer, no hitter because they never get to see it. So my morning partner. Every time that, you know, Corbin Burns, I believe, had one going into the sixth or into the seventh. But they get really excited still in Hold Milwaukee. On. I think the last no-hitter thrown in Milwaukee, I want to say, didn't Carlos Zambrano throw yes. And nobody, yes. nobody was there. And, and it wasn't – the Brewers weren't playing in the game. So the Cubs were playing – gosh, I don't even remember. It was like, like a – the make- last day of the season, right, or one of them? Yeah. Yeah, and they were, it was a makeup game. For some reason, I don't even remember what was the – it was being played in Miller Park, at Miller Park, in Milwaukee, in a game yeah. – Feature the Brewers. So Zambrano tossed a no hitter, maybe even a perfect game, but nobody was there to see it. So, you know, I guess if your team hasn't thrown one, I, I still do get excited. I, I mean, I get the alert, you know, the alerts, the notifications, and then I do stop everything that I'm doing and watch. But now the problem is like, I hate the combined no hitters where obviously everybody's. It doesn't out. count. That's not a no hitter. No, no, I agree, man. Perfect games, I get a little bit more excited about. Yes, I will agree there. Let's uh, continue to go over this MOB card because we've got to rifle through all of these games. 
Seattle at Baltimore, since we are going in chronological order. And if you don't have a ton, that's okay. It's a pick them. Uh, points bet, which is really cool. Not a ton of juice. Minus 105 on each side. Seattle and Baltimore. For the M's, we've got uh, lefty Justice Sheffield going. Oh, here. It's a doozy. Dean Kramer on the other side. Sheffield versus Kramer. Don't make them like that anymore. Uh, Baltimore. They are striking out more than any team in Major League Baseball. Lead the league with a 31.5% K rate. And the Mariners strike out the fourth most. So, uh, I don't know. Do we need to look at the K props for Sheffield and Kramer? Honestly, probably. If anything, maybe a prop in this game, or maybe I would lean the Mariners, but Baltimore is terrible right now. I mean, they're not even competitive. They've lost, what, five of their last six games. Trey Mancini's been a nice story. Um, rooting for him. He's cost me some unders with some solo shots this year, but this would be a stay away. Baltimore is terrible, man. I mean, they they are just a, that's a bad product of baseball. So if anything, I'd play Seattle. What are those K props at? That's what I'm taking a look at earlier this morning. I mean, they're just starting to pop on some of these sites. Right, that's and the problem. for these two guys, nothing's listed. Yeah, this would be a stay away. This is, I mean, I'm not watching. I'm not this. interested. I'm not interested. I'm interested in this one. Yankees at the Blue Jays. I like this game. Uh, Yankees minus 191 favorites on the take back. You got Toronto plus 174. Garrett Cole against lefty. Robbie Ray. Yeah, we know what Cole is and, and a stud pitcher, and he's been dominant against Toronto like you would expect. But it's noteworthy that Robbie Ray has had some success against the Yanks, a 294 FIP. They're only hitting 216 against them. Horvat, I'm getting plus 174. Toronto's worth a flyer here, right? Yeah, absolutely. At that number, at that price, especially even against Garrett Cole, who that's the only problem. You're going against Garrett Cole right there. But the only the market's going against us. And that maybe it's worth noting because some of the public is coming in on the Yankees. Maybe they're betting on Garrett Cole no matter what. I, I don't know much how, how much higher it's going to go. A couple hours ago on Monday morning, it was plus 155. And I just mentioned plus 174 now. See, I like getting this price with Ray, but my only concern is because it's his first start of the season, is he going to be on a right. pitch count? How many innings is he going to go? And he's missed those two starts now with the bruised elbow. So that would be my only concern is him coming off off the injury, taking on the best pitcher, second best pitcher in all of baseball. So that would be my only concern, something that I'd monitor. Is he on a pitch count? How many innings is he going to go? But again, like... I like that price, even fading the Yankees today right there with the Blue Jays, who have given the Yankees troubles. I mean, they took that opening series against New York already this season. Yeah, I think it's interesting. That's a, that's a pretty strong play. Uh, I like that. And listen, you're going to find there are going to be things you don't like about it when you're getting nearly two to one. Right, right. Um, See, the reason I don't want to go with that one is because I am going to back another dog tonight because I kind of like the Marlins tonight in the spot that they're in. Now, again, um, for the Marlins, you are taking on the Braves, who we do expect to get right. I think we said that to start the show. But you're getting Alcantara tonight, and you know he's 0-1 on the season, but his ERA is 150. And if you look what he's done, four walks on this. Well, yeah, I mean, 150, what is that, one start? I mean, we can't look at that. And Well, I'm looking at what Max Freed's been doing because, okay, again, two starts. Uh, he's not been great so, so far this year. His ERA is at 9 and the Braves, I think that's a fade tonight. I kind of like Miami this year. I mean, they're coming off a win. They beat DeGrom on Saturday. It didn't take a whole lot, one run. Well, Freed's not, not starting. 
Freed's not pitching. Freed's not pitching tonight? No, no, oh, he's not. Okay. As of yesterday, he was expected. Have they announced the starter even yet? Everywhere I've seen is you know. Okay. Well, that was who I had listed on here, so that's not great. Well, yeah, there's a reason probably over the last couple of hours, uh, Atlanta's gone from minus 151 to minus 124 right now in points bet. Yeah, that makes sense right there. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's not the pitching matchup, then that's a stay away for me. Yeah, I don't have any interest in that game either. How about Philly and the Mets? So we've got the Mets as minus 139 favorites. The market is in favor of the New York side and Philadelphia plus 127. The total is eight and a half. This is a gross pitching matchup. Chase Anderson against Southpaw. David Peterson. Anderson has been ter- terrible against New York. and uh, Now um, Conforto has hit three homers and 13 at-bats against Anderson. But it's also tough to say I'm going to bank Peterson. Anything here? Yeah, probably nothing here from me. Chase Anderson, especially just from his time in Milwaukee, is always got to see bad. Because if I back Chase Anderson, he gets shelled and doesn't make it into the third inning. And then if you fade Chase Anderson – he also has those outings where he'll go six, you know, six innings. He'll give up two hits, a couple strikeouts, and nobody will, you know, he, and he won't give up him a whole lot. So this will probably be a stay away from me, uh, Phillies, Mets here. I, I need to see yeah. something from the Mets offense, man. I need to see them score some runs here. But they would probably be the play for me, would be New York in this matchup, but I'm not going to take anything in this one. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Texas at, at Tampa Bay. The Rays are heavy, heavy favorites, minus 210. Texas plus 185 on the money line, total of seven and a half. For the Rangers, it is Dane Dunning. For the Rays, it is Tyler Glasnow. The first thing that popped here for me, Horvat, was, man, I've got to take a look at Glasnow and his K-prop because the Rangers are striking out at the second highest clip in Major League Baseball, 29% so far, 29%. And I don't think that's a small sample size thing. Of course, um, they inflate the number, and we're all the way out to eight and a half Ks. So that's tough to bet. Rays, by the way, seven and two on over so far. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I was looking at right there. As long as Glass now is getting the start, I would look at the strikeout numbers, or I would maybe look at the team total under even tonight. Because if you look what he's done this season, I mean, again, only two starts so far, but he's given up one run, five hits only in 12 innings, but he struck out 15 already in just 12 innings. And then you just brought up the Rangers. They've been terrible this year. They've scored a combined four runs in their last three games. They strike out a bunch. So I would either look at maybe the team total under for Texas or those strikeout numbers. Again, an inflated number, but I think he strikes out double digits tonight. I think he has a 9-10 to 10 strikeout number, Glass now does. How much are they going to let him pitch? He's pitched six innings each of his first two starts. Um, his last start was against the Red Sox, and he barely got over with nine Ks. Barely got over eight and a half. And that was that was in 97 pitches. Okay, so they're starting to let him go a little bit deeper on games. That helps you a little bit, but there's not a lot of room for error there. That's the problem with me if you're going over eight and a half. Right, and that's going to be the problem for me betting strikeout totals going over all season long, unless I get like a ho, like a, like like a Jose Quintana like three and a half or a right. number like that. Yes. You, you know, you got to look at like the four and a halves because once these numbers become inflated, like that's the thing that concerns me this year. Unless it's Jake DeGrom or Garrett Cole, I feel like every start, those guys are going to go seven, eight innings. 
But I mean, even in Milwaukee, we saw it with Brandon Woodruff. He got pulled. Corbin Burns got pulled in his last start after only 92, or I'm sorry, 88 pitches, mm -hmm. something like that. So that's my only concern when I play these strikeout numbers is just how long are these, you know, how long of a leash do these guys have, especially to start the season? You know, maybe, maybe they go more innings. Maybe the pitch count goes up a little bit once we get to June, July. But right now, that kind of concerns me. All right, let's roll Horvat because we've got seven more games to go over. This is one you might be attending in person. Cubs at the Brewers. Milwaukee is your favorite at minus 121. The Cubs, uh, as a dog, they are plus 112. It's Adbert Elzele for the Cubs, and it's Freddie Peralta for the Brewers. I have a play in this game. I really, really like Milwaukee. I feel it's a little cheap at minus 121 on the money line. Peralta has had a lot of success against the Cubs, a 193 FIP. Cubs yep. offense only hitting 154 against them. This offense is putrid. Downright pathetic right now. They are dead last in weighted runs created plus, the Cubs are. They are striking out at the third highest rate in Major League Baseball. In a smaller sample size, if you look at the whiff percentage of this Cubs lineup, I counted one, two, three, I counted six guys that have a whiff percentage of at least 42% against Peralta. I really like the Brewers. Absolutely. And I love Freddie Peralta in this spot. I would even look at the strikeout number, maybe even, but if it's too high, I'd probably stay away. But you brought up the Cubs offense. They're terrible. They're hitting 160 for oh. the team. They've scored 25 runs and they have 40 hits only this year. You saw what Freddie did against them in his last start. Uh, I love the Brewers. That's a small price. And I was worried a little bit about their offense. Obviously, they're going to be great defensively with the additions of Wong and Jackie Bradley Jr. But the bats came alive this weekend against St. Louis, scored a bunch of runs. So I'm with you on the Brewers tonight. All right, I'm going to skip ahead to a game that I definitely uh, will have a play on, and I want to make sure we squeeze it in. One of the late games, Cincinnati and San Francisco. For the Reds, we got the Southpaw Wade Miley going. Uh, for the Giants, it is Aaron Sanchez. Here's Miley in a large sample size against San Francisco, 141 plate appearances. He has a 572 FIP. And the Giants are hitting 301. In this era, where a team on a to average over 300 against one particular player, that is more than no noteworthy. San Francisco against the lefties, we've been saying yep. it's an auto play. They are top 10 in Wade Runs Creator Plus, top 10 in OPS. They are six in ISO against left handed pitchers. Just in this matchup against Miley, Brandon Belt has crushed it through extra base hits, including a homer. Posey has a 1064 OPS against Smiley. Longoria has three bombs against Smiley. Everything pointing to the San Francisco side. Absolutely. I mean, you brought that up. And, I mean, they have a 299 batting average. They've hit six homers. You know, it, it, Wade Miley is an auto fade here for me. And also the Reds on the road, one and four in their last five road games. Giants playing some good baseball. Don't sleep on the Giants right now. Five and one overall. I like it. And also look at how they're winning these games, you know. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the Reds, everybody was all high on the Reds. They've lost their last two games by a combined score of 15-3. to So my win total under, I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable with. I'm all over San Francisco tonight. All right, Horvat, we, we got in all the games that I really like. Is there one we have not touched on that you have a strong opinion on? You know, my favorite play of the day is going to be the first pitch that we get here in a couple hours with the Twins. Okay. I really do like the Twins in that spot. And then tonight – I hate to do it. I may fade the White Sox. I was looking at the Indians, maybe. Maybe the Indians, 4-1 uh, and one in their last five against the American Central overall. You know, both teams have a little bit of momentum right now. I was thinking maybe the White Sox, with uh, if Rondon is going to get the start, maybe that they would be a fade, and maybe I would take a shot with Cleveland. 
but no play really right there. The only plays I have so far are the Twins and then the under so far. And, um, you know, I was looking at fading the Braves, but if Freed's not going to be out there on the mound, like I originally listed, I'll probably stay away from that one for right now. Cleveland has won their last four. Uh, Rodon looked great in his first start, and he has had success against Cleveland. I don't know if that does anything for you. Uh, he looked great. He looked great in the spring, and and if he's good, that could be a game changer in the back half of the rotation for the White Sox. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right, good, good stuff. Good breakdowns there on Major League Baseball for this Monday, April twelfth. Coming up next, what about the NBA card? Bunch of games to go over there. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. Keep it locked into the PetQL Audio Network.